Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. In that light, I'm always interviewing entrepreneurs, influencers, creators on the cutting edge, sharing those lessons with you and sharing those with the world. So today we have Clint Haddon, and he's an author, motivational speaker. He's also a personal development and leader coach. Uh, today, he's going to be talking about how to go after what you really want, um, how to have purpose, dealing it with adversity. Really excited about this conversation. So, Clint, welcome. Thank you, Chris. I'm really thrilled to be talking with you today. So, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Uh, we met through Podman and tell us more about your story, how you got started and we will go from there. Yeah. Well, the personal development coach, um, business that I started creating this last year came from what I guess you would say is a pretty unconventional, uh, manner. You know, it was, it was something that was birthed out of a really difficult challenge, uh, to call it adversity would probably be an understatement, but if I could give the listeners just a little bit of a background here. I mean, we all have adversity over the course of our lifetime, right? And so I've certainly had various kinds over the years, but about three years ago, our family was forced into facing the greatest challenge that that we ever had to face. Uh, My oldest son, I have three boys. My oldest son, his name was Gabriel. At the very young age of about eight years old, uh, he was someone who had these big dreams and big goals and want to become a pilot and you want to fly and do different things. And, and he just, he didn't let go of that. You know, he dug into it and he, and he pursued it. By the time he was a freshman in high school, he had a, an amazing opportunity to attend a four-year aviation program through the school system here in McKinney, Texas, which is just outside of Dallas. And then he also joined a club at the local airport that was a club put together by a mentor figure who arranged for kids to be able to learn everything about the aviation industry, about especially about flying, about how to do the maintenance, how to do the rehaul on motors, and a little bit of sweat equity to give them an opportunity to fly. And so at 16 years old, Chris, he, he actually flew solo uh, before he even had a driver's license. So anyone that's a parent out there, it's scary enough when your kids get in a car, you know, now factor that times 10 when when it's an airplane, but he pursued that. And 
at the age of 17, which is the youngest you can be to become a uh, private license or licensed pilot, he earned that certification and became a pilot. And so he was living his dream. And then on September 23rd of 2019, uh, just about three months shy of his 18th birthday, he was getting hours, doing what he normally did, nothing unusual. He took a friend to Arkansas, which is north of us, to drop her off so she could go back to the University of Arkansas after a long weekend. And on his way back, uh, he ran into an unexpected weather system. And it created something that a lot of your viewers will probably be familiar with, the Kobe Bryant crash. You know, Kobe Bryant obviously being a globally known superstar. And it's called spatial disorientation. It's where you completely lose your horizon. Uh, and it was dark. And he flew into a mountainside and lost his life. And so, you know, a devastating blow for us, um, to say the least. Ultimately, though, what came out of it and why this is an important part of, you know, me answering your question and how I ended up where I am today is, Chris, I began to look at everything I was doing, uh, my wife as well. We began to look at what we were doing as a vocation at that time. We began to look at how we spent our time. You know, there was something about um, losing him at, at such an unexpected early age that it just caused us to flip everything upside down and decide what do we really want? What do we really want to be known for? How do we really want to influence and help people? Um, who are the people that we want to associate with? You know, all those questions, which led me to take a huge leap of, of, of faith for me to decide, you know, I'd, I'd been helping people for almost 20 years, Chris, but I had never done it uh, as a personal development coach. I'd never done it in this fashion certainly with not that kind of a story being part of my journey. And I just knew I could help a lot of people. I was uniquely positioned, even though it's nothing I would have chosen, uh, to be able to do some things, coach people, uh, do speaking engagements, and write a book, which I uh, just recently published as well, that can help people that are getting punched in the face with life. Because let's face it, you know, COVID hit three months after my son Gabriel passed away. So the entire world has had to deal with adversity on levels that none of us have ever had to experience before and in ways that we've never imagined we would have to experience it. So I just wanted to be one person who was courageous enough to literally make a decision to change my life so in hopes that I could change other people's lives. Very uh, inspiring story, and you know, very you know, sorry for your loss, um, and really, really great for what you built. And um, so, you know, like I said, <clears throat> times are you know these times is like really it's all about resi resiliency, mental, emotional. Um, so we'll talk about um, we'll talk about uh, helping others find and revive their passion and live out their dreams. Um, how can you help others to do that? Yeah. Well, what what happened for me, obviously, you know, the, the backdrop of my main motivation and story now. So as I began to look at, you know, who am I? What 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 am I really good at? Which for me, I've I've been an effective communicator for, for many years now. I've done a lot of public speaking, things like that. Um, but mostly I love to help people. And I've always been someone who was willing to be very vulnerable about what's going on with me. You know, I I don't know if everybody in your audience feels the same way, but I love connecting with and learning from people, especially people who 
are really authentic and real about the ups and the downs, <laughs> the, the, you know, the positives and the negatives, because life is full of all those things. And so for me, I, I just I realized that I needed to take some really bold moves. And I use my son's story as a catalyst for my own. And I call it in the book, giving your pain a purpose. You know, we all suffer living on this planet. And I don't mean living a life of suffering all the time. I mean, we're all going to suffer at different times. None of us is guaranteed tomorrow. Um, financially, our lives can be turned upside down very quickly. Uh, our health can be turned upside down very quickly and unexpectedly. You know, none of us are guaranteed ease, right? So what I began to do is I began to look at, okay, his life was short-lived, but, but how did he approach it? And what I came to the conclusion of is that he was willing to take risks. He was willing to make courageous decisions. He was willing to put in the hard work necessary. You know, studying for that is no smart. Now, you're no, uh, you know, you're very familiar with something that's very difficult to study for that takes years and years and, and, and lots of time. Flying not as intense as becoming a doctor, but very, very intensive. And so I began to look at that and I realized that there were pockets of my life where I was not as courageous. And for me, that'd be, that'd become, um, the, the reason for that was become, there were certain things and areas of my life where I wasn't satisfied. I wanted to have a greater impact. I wanted to reach a different set of people than I had been reaching for a period of time, but I'd never been willing to take that risk because I was making just enough money and had just enough influence to be comfortable. And my son didn't live comfortably. <laughs> so as, as strange as that may sound to some, you know, uh, as a parent, you always hope to pass the baton of a legacy. And I really felt like with our situation, I had two choices. I could be crippled by losing him, or I could pick up part of his legacy along with mine and, and grow those two things together. And so for me, that's why I decided to take the leap of faith, start developing my personal development company, start reaching out. And now I'm speaking to corporate audiences. I'm meeting with people in different walks of life that maybe I never would have met before. Um, this is certainly one format of it, doing podcasts. So I so appreciate you allowing me to take the time and, and come on here and, and and discuss you know, where, where I'm going, where I can help people. But I think it takes courageous decisions, Chris. We have to be willing to take courageous decisions and if you want to live an extraordinary life where you really have an impact on this planet, something long lasting, then you have to be willing to take risks. And that's not always easy, but it's something that I'm willing to do. And it's something that I'm really good at helping people identify and, and make the right decisions because it does take courage to be risky, but you also have to have wisdom and know that you're making the right decisions as well. Right. Yeah. It's interesting when, when you discuss this um, leap of faith, which I hear a lot about myself and other entrepreneurs. Um, so question, you know, when you say this leap of faith, um, how do you know, how do you know you're, you're making this, um, this, uh, the correct, how do you know it's the correct path, the purpose? Um, how do you know you're making the right decision with this leap of faith? Yeah, that that is such a great question. It really is. Thank you for asking that. You know, and, uh, and to be very candid and honest, you know, I I don't know 
that I have an answer that satisfies everybody's slant on what that could look like. Um, but I think for me, again, it was, and, and this is what, when I work with clients, this is what I believe to be true. I think in life, the direction that you're meant to go is going to involve one of three categories. And often it'll be a combination of at least two of three, if not all three. And that is passion, purpose, and pain. There are things that we're passionate about. For me, it's helping people grow personally. For me, it's helping them break mindsets where they don't even know why they keep having the same failures in life and they can't seem to break the cycle or they have communication patterns in their marriage or their friendships where they keep ending up in conflict and they can't ever seem to to break through to a healthy uh, relationship and communicating things honestly, but not offensively and abusively. And the, the reality of it is, is even though we're passionate about something, that doesn't mean we're skilled in taking that passion and turning it into something that's that's really healthy and that's really impactful. And so I think realizing though, that because you have a passion in a certain area, there's an energy that just comes with you. Like I, you asked me that question and now I'm getting excited talking about it. There are things that we're passionate about. Now I know you have a background as a surgeon and that may or may not, I'm not answering for you. I'm just saying I have lots of friends and family in the medical community that may or may not have been a huge passion in and of itself to operate on someone but you have a passion to help people and change their life. And in some cases, maybe even save their lives to where that part of it is what drove what you actually do. Not necessarily the action of like for me speaking in public. Well, speaking in public to me, there's no inherent value to that at all. There's no value unless I'm bringing something that's valuable to people and it's causing them to think differently and act differently and become a healthier version of themselves. So passion is really important. If we're going to take a leap of faith, why take a leap of faith for something you're not passionate about? Purpose, for me, purpose, I really believe is what you're skilled at. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm five foot eight. I know I look much bigger on screen, but I am five foot eight. I am not geared physically to play professional football, <laughs> right? That was never going to be my purpose. And I love football. I played through college, but that's as far as that was ever going to go, right? So your purpose has to be something that you have a, a skill set that can carry you into the future of being really successful at that particular thing. So I think that's one important thing to look at. And what I love to do, Chris, is I think a lot of times we get stuck in the momentum of life, right? We may, you know, go in a certain direction with a certain career, or we may start a certain business, or we may just make certain decisions just to be able to make a living and have a family. And then you get st so stuck in that cycle that you could be two years, five years, 10, 20 years down the road and realize I'm miserable. Why am I doing this? And, and sometimes you have to be able to pull back. And I like to ask the people around me about purpose. Hmm. What do you see in me? Because a lot of times the people around us see far more than we see in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And they see even skills and giftings that I think what happens is, is they come so natural to us that we don't even think they have this powerful inherent value to the world around us. We just think we're normal. And the truth is there's something in you right now that was uniquely created in you. That's what I really believe. I believe everybody has 
a purpose and skills and a gift to the world, if I could say it that way, inside of them. And so I, I find surrounding myself with people that are willing to have what I like to call courageous conversations and say, what, what do you see in me? Mm. You know, what, what, what have you seen over the court? We've known each other five years, 10 years, whatever. What do you see in me? And it's amazing what comes out of that. Because again, you, you'll hear things about you that maybe you didn't even know, or you just took for granted. And then lastly, I think uh, pain, you know, obviously I've already explained pretty well my personal pain of why I was inspired to do some of the stuff I'm doing right now. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that kind of pain. It doesn't have to be, you know, a, a emotional trauma or tragedy. Mm. It could be, are you willing to put in the pain of the work? You had to go to school for years. There was pain involved there. You had to study and study and study and say no to parties and say no to weekends at the at the lake or at the beach, right? There's mm. a pain involved. So whether it's something you've been through that's traumatic that you want to take that pain and turn it into a purpose and a catalyst to, to do something to help and inspire the world. Or if it's just, you're, you know, you have a path and you know, there's going to be pain involved getting there, but you're willing to do that mm -hmm. because you know, the outcome is going to be worth it. To me, those are three key things that we can always use as a guide to take us into stepping out into a leap of faith and doing the things that we really know we were meant to do. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I really love how you turn, um, you know, how you gave your, you turn your pain into a purpose. And I was just, and you, when you were describing that, you had this leap of faith and uh, courage and, you know, for you to describe the three Ps, uh, very, very powerful and um, the way you described it. Uh, last question, yeah, as we come to the conclusion, uh, I know you have this um, saying, eating fear for breakfast. Um that sounds like very much like David Doggins. Um, so tell us more about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's a catchy phrase, right? And I certainly didn't coin the phrase and I don't even know who to credit with that phrase, right? It's, it's, it's a pretty common phrase. But the reason why I like that phrase is because, you know, what do we do with breakfast, right? Is that something we do once in a while? No. And, and some people I realize don't eat breakfast. They'll wait until lunch or whatever, but it's an everyday thing, right? We need to feed our body every single day. So the reason why I like that phrase is because we're going to face fear every day in some form or fashion, whether it's the way we're thinking about something, whether it's negative self-talk, whether it's circumstances that are not going our way, uh, whether we encounter, you know, a, a situation like I, in the book, I make light of it, but it's true. I literally did encounter a bear in the woods. Mm -hmm. Well, that was a fearful moment, <laughs> right? <laughs> So we are going to face fear every single day. The question is not, will you face fear? The question is, will fear identify who you are and what you're willing to do? And so why I say eating fear for breakfast is, is you have to battle fear the minute it confronts you. Mm -hmm. And not that you can't recover. If you've been a victim of fear, you can reprogram your brain. And even the way you think there's a lot of neuroscience out there, which that we don't have to get into, but we do know that your, your brain thought patterns can be recreated and you can begin to think differently. And so I found that if you're willing to punch fear in the mouth and just recognize it for what it is, but then be willing to push past it anyway, then there's a lot of things that you can accomplish in life that you would never otherwise accomplish. So 
eating fear for breakfast for me may be something like, I know, let's say I have a conversation with my wife. Let's say we've had some strife. Um, and, and I know we need to have a really tough conversation. Well, that morning, if I'm thinking about that, fear is going to try and eat meat for breakfast, right? Fear is going to try to tell me, oh, maybe you shouldn't talk about it. Maybe you should wait. You know, what if she gets mad? What if she extreme? What if she wants to divorce you, right? Whatever. And so the way I would eat that fear for breakfast is, is no, what if we have this conversation and our relationship goes to a whole new level? Yeah. To me, that's what it's really all about. Because fear tries to cripple you with the what ifs of something that's not going to go your way, that you're not going to be successful in, that you know, you're not going to be able to improve that relationship. You're not going to be able to build that business to a new level. Whereas when you eat the fear for breakfast and you decide I'm going to believe mm -hmm. in positive things, that I'm going to believe that I can do the things that I want to do. Now I have a reference point of so what if it works? What if I have a marriage that I never could have imagined even a few years ago that I would have where it's healthy and it's whole and we build each other up and we help each other grow and we go to new heights physically, financially, mentally, emotionally. What if I build this business and it becomes so big that I have to hire 500 people, a thousand people, and I'm helping those people create lives for their families. What about that? What if, as mm. opposed to the fear that you're not going to make it. So I like to turn what ifs upside down. And to me, that's part of eating fear for breakfast. Excuse me. <clears throat> Very powerful. And um, so I've really enjoyed this conversation. One of my very most uh, part impactful guests. Um, I know all the listeners out there, a lot of them are inspired um, to check out your book, uh, follow you on social media, your website, and contact you. So how can they do that? Yeah, thank you, Chris. Well, the, the easiest way to do that is go to my website, uh, which is bigboldbrave.us. I like to say bigboldbrave.us. <laughs> because I, I really believe the last thing I'll say before I finish that is together, we can do great things. Nobody does anything amazing that impacts the planet on their own, right? It takes us. So bigboldbrave.us, they can find everything you just mentioned. Uh, they can find the book. They can find a, a, a little book trailer video that I put on there that tells a little bit about our story. And then I'll be putting updates on there as I grow and build things into 2023. There's a podcast coming uh, some coaching tools coming. So that's the best way, Chris. All right. And uh, with that, I encourage all the audience and listeners to um, check out Clint's resources. They'll be in the links and show notes, follow him on socials. And what a fantastic conversation to end the year. And thanks so much for coming out to the podcast. Thank you, Chris. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and
we'll see you next week.